Good morning, contrarians. Thursday morning, February 23rd, about 6.35 a.m. And stocks treaded water yesterday, closing effectively unchanged. I believe the NASDAQ eked out a little gain. The stocks were down a bit earlier in the session, and then the FOMC meeting minutes gave investors enough hope to bid things up, at least to the break-even point, and that's where we ended the day. Now, this morning, it looks like a little bit of risk appetite is returning. We have stock futures pointing to gains, led by tech. The NASDAQ is up 7 tenths of 1%, S&P 500 up about 4 tenths of 1%. Commodities uh, mixed to flat. WTI crude oil is up less than 1% to trade around $75 a barrel. Copper is down less than 1%. Bonds are unchanged. The 10-year yield is at now at 3.95% and the two-year at 4.71%. Those are right near the highs for the year, multi-decade highs in the case of the two-year. I'll have a couple of things to say on bonds in a little bit. Earnings. Uh, Bath, uh, Bath and Body Works, is that the name of the company? BBWI. They just uh, reported and beat on top and bottom line estimates. Yeti narrowly missed earnings and revenue forecasts. Both of these companies instituted guidance, which will be interesting to watch going forward. Yeti is one of those weird companies like Samsonite, where it, 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 one would think that the better their products, the less you would need to buy them. But who knows? Um, we're waiting to hear on Alibaba. That stock is up in the pre-market, but I've, I looked quickly and I couldn't see anything that they'd reported yet. Domino's Pizza, DPZ is that ticker. Nicola, N-K-L-A, and Planet Fitness, P-L-N-T. Those are other companies reporting before the open at 930 after the close at 4.30, at 4 p.m., we will hear from Block, once known as Square, SQ, Beyond Meat, I guess they are still around, Carvana, also still around, I guess, Mercado Libre, Meli, M-E-L-I is that ticker, Autodesk, and Booking, among others. So a pretty busy day for earnings. Um, on and economic news, we have Atlanta Fed President... Rafael Bostich, he is expected to speak at a Banking Outlook conference hosted by the Atlanta Fed, appropriately enough. He is going to be in a one of these fireside chats. It's scheduled for 10.50 a.m., right before 11 a.m. Eastern. And he will be interviewed by former Kansas City Fed President Esther George. She just retired in January. So that's up at 10.50. I linked you to that. I'm not sure if there's a web link to it. There may be. Uh, it's Thursday, so we'll get initial jobless claims at 8.30. Economists expect 200,000 new claims, up a little bit from what we saw last week, which was 194. Those numbers are still very low. Also, at the same time as initial jobless claims, we'll get the second reading of fourth quarter GDP. Uh, but I wouldn't bother with this. It's expected to come in at 3.5%, which would match the first reading. And again, even if it does deviate from this then, you know, big deal. It's it's not like it's it's any kind of forward-looking indicator. There you go. A little Guns N' Roses for you this morning. 
Yeah, so there's starting to be some noise here. This guy's nuts. Listen to this. Anyway, about buying bonds, especially at the short end of the curve. And this is this was one common theme of a conference I attended, a panel I, I saw earlier in the week on Tuesday afternoon, I guess it was. Uh, institutional investors were there, including several uh, state pension LPs. And the one thing that they all agreed on was that short-duration bonds were a buy. Uh, the thesis is basically that these coupons are – it's basically – first of all, it's risk-free because it's the U.S. government guaranteeing it. And, and it's short-duration, so it's very low risk anyway. And also – the fact that it's so short duration makes up for any kind of volatility or loss of principle that might occur due to higher interest rates and inflation. Uh, so that's that's the idea. Now, this may be due for very short-term paper. These guys were talking about a couple month T-bills, I think. Uh, but if you're talking about anything a little longer, I mentioned the two-year and the 10-year, and those are still selling off. And... The idea, the the risks, there are risks, and the main one is inflation, which is going to force the Fed, which would force the Fed to move higher for longer on interest rates. And so there, there's that, and that would eat into, into the, any returns you would get from the bonds. Now, if one is of the belief that inflation has basically run its course or is at least being reined in by the Fed, then... It makes sense to follow this thesis. But if one thinks that the Fed will be forced to raise rates beyond, call it May, which is what futures are now penciling in for the the last rate hike to be, and also that cutting rates won't occur until much later, then it kind of still doesn't really make any sense to do this. Now, the remember, you for bond to to appreciate in principle, you do need rate cuts, but I mean, yeah, you get still get the coupon, which is which is healthy now. Like I said, four percent for the two year, and that's basically risk free. So that's not bad. But if inflation year over year is printing at six percent, then there go your four percent, and then if the Fed doesn't cut then the price of this is going to drop further, and there you go. So anyway, just a little segue there because I've been seeing and hearing a lot about bond buying. Now, ultimately, if if all the institutions agree, not that they're in some secret, secret cabal or anything, but if they all start buying bonds, then bond prices will appreciate. It's that simple. But, well, just watch this space. That's all I'm saying. And for retail investors... I'm not sure about the best way to get access to very short-term paper. There's a bunch of them, SHY comes to mind, ETFs, that track you know the, the one to three-year duration. Anything shorter than that, I'm not sure. Maybe somebody, some of you have better ideas. There have got to be some. But anyway, so that's where we are with that. And where today's stock market activity is concerned, probably earnings will drive things. Uh, Bostitch may be good for a market moving, moving, moving comment or two, but otherwise we will likely be range bound until tomorrow's PC deflator. More on that tomorrow morning. For now, this is where we are today, this Thursday. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. 
Your support is greatly appreciated at this and all times. And please do share any thoughts you have with me. You can comment on the Substack. You can reply to the email you've received. You can send your thoughts to contrarianpod at gmail.com. And that's it. See you back here again tomorrow morning. Bye.